0: And we are live for a new Brazil of Electric Podcast. I am Fred Lambert, your host, and as usual, I'm joined by Seth Wintraub. How are you doing, Seth? I'm good. Must be feeling pretty good because I know you're in Vermont and the ski season is starting, so I'm sure yeah, you're going to a great sure. weekend as long as some snows come in. Uh, all right, we have a big show today. We're going to discuss... The, um, We're going to start out with the FSD beta full release and what the implication of that is. And is it exciting? Is it not? Is it what? We're going to get into that. Uh, Some Tesla shareholders news, uh, Cybertruck, a new referral program with a little bit more information about it. Uh, And uh, then we're going to take your question as usual. So if you guys have any questions, put them in the comment section right now because we are live and we can take your question live later on on the show. And uh, if you do enjoy the electric podcast, can I ask you to quickly put a like and uh, subscribe that helps the show tremendously and we appreciate it and if you're listening on your podcast app, uh, a five star review is free to do takes a second and it helps the show more than you can imagine and we appreciate every single one of you that does it. All right let's jump in right away with uh, the full self driving full self driving beta wide release so, uh, it's kind of an underwhelming news for me. would <laughs> t- tweeted out, uh, uh, Tesla self-driving meta is now available to anyone in North America who request it from the car screen. So that's like the advanced software. You can request uh, full self-driving data from that. Assuming you have bought this option, so of course you have to have bought the full self-driving data package, which might have cost you between $3,000 on top of uh, enhanced autopilot during the best of days. To up to fifteen thousand dollars now, if you have that to spend on uh, some software, uh, and uh, yeah, he says, "Congrats to the autopilot AI team on achieving a major milestone." So that's where that's where I'm like, is it really a major milestone? Because to be fair, I haven't tried the new update just yet. I I got it in my car, but I have a flat on it, and I because it's it's Quebec right now, and everybody's getting their. Winter tires. I cannot get an appointment to, to put the new tire on it. Even though uh-huh. I, I was early, I already had my winter tires. But then I got a flat on one, and it's just not like you know, anyway. Um, it's very frustrating. But I'll be able to test it out if I if I have the guts to test it out in the in the snow because we're snowed in right now. So, but uh, from what I'm hearing right now, it's not a giant update. It's just one of those like, other incremental update that FSD has been having for the for the past two years, really. And uh, so the the biggest news is that now it's not about the safety score. It's not about uh, people, whether you can get it or not, the update. Anyone who's bought FSD beta in North America, specifically US, Canada, can get it. I don't know about Mexico. I don't know if it's working in Mexico. Technically, that's North America too. Tesla is in the Mexican market. Um, Don't hear enough about the Mexican market from Tesla. So the only difference is that if you ordered it, you you can get it. Uh, but is it a major milestone? Because if anyone that's been following the program remember that the original goal was one million RoboTaxi by the end of the year and the end of the year was the previous year and the year after that. So more, more recently, it was this year, but... Not, that's no we're nowhere near any kind of robo-taxi situation. It's still FSD beta where it's consider it level two driver assist where you need to pay attention at all time. You need to be ready to take control. And just, it's just not a robo-taxi situation. So that's, off, uh, that, that's not the goal anymore. Then it was 1 million people with FSD beta by the end of the year. Now, is, are we anywhere near 1 million? Because we know we were at around 160,000 before the, the, the wider release. Uh, I, I would be shocked, this, of course, is not releasing the information, but I would be shocked if the wider release even doubles the, the, the number of people in the FSD beta. So let's say that it does double it, which again, I w- I'd, be, I'd be shocked just based on what we know of the take rate of the FSD beta package uh, being, I think, less than 10% or 15% some, um, at max. Uh, there's just not a million people that have it in North America. so you can, if you can have it and you can, you can request it, I, I would be shocked if we were nowhere near a million people. So really what is it? is it, it's really it increased somewhat the number of people on the FSD beta, which uh, you, can, you can hope that that's going that might accelerate the improvement of the FSD beta program with more data coming in. But there's been a lot of expansion of the program for like from like a thousand to ten thousand, from ten thousand to hundred thousand, from a hundred thousand to hundred and sixty thousand, and we haven't, or at least personally, and I would like to I get the opinion on that. Said so I haven't seen a giant improvement in the pace of improvements of the like it's not like an exponential increase it's been very incremental like building on the last update sometimes a step back we've seen some step back we've seen like two steps toward a step back situation with the whole program so i don't know what you think
1: yeah i mean as you try to get closer and closer to 100 uh error free you expect uh that last little bit to even take longer so it would be surprising if we saw the rate of improvement uh increasing Um, And I have to say, uh, like, my experience hasn't been great. Um, You know, it's on my wife's car um, and she will never use it. Uh, She tried it and and hated it. Um, We went out uh, to a uh, whiskey tasting thing and we were like, hey, maybe we'll just let this thing drive us home and we can have some drinks. And so we used it on the way to the thing. Uh, of course, we Honestly, wouldn't.
0: Do let, it. Let, let, let's put a disclaimer on this. You yeah. were still below the limit of alcohol, like, and right? Right, right. <laughs> uh, it was it was
1: kind of a joke. Yeah. So we uh, went in full self driving there, mm-hmm. and we had enough problems on the way there that we both were joking that we would get pulled over uh, by the cops on the way home if we let this if if we just let full self driving drive us home, because you know it, it drives worse than you know any any drunk person would drive. That that said, uh, you know, like uh, it's still improving. I, I feel like it's getting slightly better. Um, we just had an update up before we came up to Vermont, and um, we're on the highway, and it went into full self-driving, the FSD mode, with like the red, you know, the and I
0: and I thought divider, before, with a, a divider, yeah. Mm, and that's, that's the v- v11 uh, apparently is not fully rolled out yet it's just uh the first like there's maybe like a thousand people i there, know whatever so it's not they haven't merged a stack just yet apparently i wonder so,
1: if we i wonder if we got the merge stack or something because but, but uh, there,
0: there are occasions where i would experience that where the uh, the highway is, is a little bit different where normally with the autopilot on it but then i get the fsd beta. okay uh, so it depends on like the type of highway I, i've seen some Uh, I I've seen some occasion where it does do that, but I, I normally I can tell, okay, like I can see why it would detect this as like a a, a road, like a country road, whatever, instead of a highway for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. This, this is called the Taconic Parkway. And if you've driven on it, you know, it's not a great, great road. It's not an interstate by any stretch, but um, it, you know, it does work on certain stretches of it. It's just uh, nobody in the car trusts it. And the kids all freak out if I put it on. So
0: yeah, I'm a little bit nervous with that V11 and that merge of the two stacks where, if, if I'm understanding correctly, it, was, it would be more of like the FSD beta stack taking over Autopilot on the And on my own experience, uh, uh, Autopilot has been a lot smoother than uh, FSD beta. But we'll see. Maybe there's some improvement and make it more confident. And also, obviously, it's easier to drive on the highway. It's less complex. So maybe FSD beta will um, perform even better. I, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, you you touched to an interesting subject here, where, where you're like you just you feel like it drives dumb, like and everything. And I feel like the the best tester of autopilots are those that have like just no chill whatsoever and like they don't care about driving in like weird way and like around other people. Like I, I don't mind if it's it's like a deserted road or something like that. Like and I'm not like no one is like looking at me and like wondering like, hey, is is that person okay? Because <laughs> like, literally, if I would be watching someone drive like that from uh, outside I would be like oh then that person might be distressed <laughs> or something right. so I don't want to do that around other cars like just to, to like create some kind of situation where people it, it, I feel like it, it's it, it has danger around the situation uh, but then at the same time if you don't do it the, the car operates all the time without uh, being around other people so like what's the actual usefulness of that I, I, I just don't know. But yeah, but this is happening. Uh, So I guess the biggest takeaway of this whole thing is: be careful out there. If you're using it, hands on the steering wheel at all time. Make sure that uh, you you're paying attention at all time, and you're ready to take control at all time. That's the the one. One
1: quick question before we end: if you were able to remove it, uh, would you do that? Uh, And
0: and get my money back? You
1: mean? No, no, just like just pull it off your machine and go back to off your fo- uh, car and go back to uh you know just regular
0: autopilot and and oh well we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see i'm i'm still open to it because like i said the uh, highway driving is so much easier than the city driving that fsd beta might actually do pretty well on 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 the highway okay. so I, I i don't know i'm still open to it but i i'm skeptical and i i want to i want to test it out because uh, autopilot, especially I do so often, like showing again between Montreal all the time, and it's been a lifesaver for me. Auto not literally, I never like save an accident about that, but it is a lot. Like I, I did it on Monday. I had to drive to Montreal, and I did it because of that flat tire issue. I did it with my Model S, 2012 Model S, so zero autopilot whatsoever in this. There's a cruise control, but it's not even adaptive, and. Uh, Still a great car, ten years old. My last almost ten years old, and I, I still love it. But it was really different. It took me, uh, it took me maybe like a ten miles on the high, like I, I realized I've never I never really controlled the car on the highway anymore, and I haven't for like four years. So, so I'm like, oh, this is uh, I forget to drive on the highway. Like you know, staying you, autopilot is is so good at staying the lane too. Like my girlfriend right. at first for the first few miles, she was like, are you okay? Like I feel like you're driving so weird. I was like, yeah, it's me driving on the highway. I don't really don't drive on the highway. Uh, but on the city though, I would always I always give it give it a shot. I'll let FSDB like get a, on the off ramp try it out, and then as soon as it, it screws up, I'm like, all right, I'm done for now. Like I'm just unless I go out there to test it, but if I'm just driving and I'm trying to get somewhere, it's it's stressful as so. hell. I'm just surprised. I mean, last thing I'll say like I'm just
1: surprised that people say that it's, you know, almost usable or whatever, because I've never had an experience where I was like, oh, this could this could get me from you know point A to point B. Like, it does do well for like blocks at a time, or like there's no interventions for maybe a mile or two. But like, I've never felt a hundred percent comfortable in it ever.
0: And yeah, it I mean, weird,
1: these things I see on YouTube and so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes I'm I'm driving. I'm like, oh, I can't understand these guys in California now. Like, it, it does well, especially like in suburban streets and all that. But when it screws up, it screws up so bad. Uh, most often, that's right. it. It kills all those those hopes. Like you're like, all right, then I'll forget about it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. All right, uh, Tesla investors had a, had a bad week up until uh, up until uh, Wednesday, I would say, because Wednesday they did had a good day that helped recover, but. Um, yeah, it stuck to the stock took a beating. I did a report on it that Tesla basically erased almost half a trillion dollars in market capitalization over the last three months alone. Jeez. That's a lot of valuation going, disappear, going bye-bye. And I mean, the market has been taking a beating throughout that time too, but I think Tesla is down like 30%. Uh, 30, it was down 40% when I did the report and then the S&P 500 or no, I checked the NASDAQ since Tesla trades the NASDAQ and NASDAQ was down like 8% or something, which is a lot for the NASDAQ within that period of time, but nowhere near uh, Tesla's uh, drop of almost uh, half. Um, so, um, the Tesla investors are Tesla bulls. Are always uh, a little quieter when the stock is not doing so well, and uh, they're not as uh, happy with Elon. And Elon doesn't get as many supporters when the Tesla stock is down. Too, it's a very really strange situation. Not strange, it's kind of. Uh, it shows where some of the priorities are at. <laughs> and when, when you touch people's money, that's when, uh, that, that's when things go awry. But uh, the investors are holding strong and, uh, but they are asking the board to help. So we reported over the last um, over the last what uh, since a month and a half really, uh, no, a month since the last earnings call, Elon revealed that uh, the board is considering a buyback program between five and ten billion dollars. Uh, so that opened the door because normally the Tesla investors are like, we're extremely against buyback, extremely against dividends. They're like, yeah, it, that's a sign of a company that's slowing down, that's a it, they don't find anything to reinvest in. But Tesla has been accumulating capital for a while now, and they they already claim to be spending cash as efficiently as fast as they can, and I kind of believe them with that because I mean they have a, a significant free cash flow, and uh, there's a point where you just there's it, just that. It, it, you have that much personnel and they, they are hiring and all that, but there's a limit on how much you can spend f- uh, fast at a certain rate. I feel like the other ways that big companies, when they have a lot of cash sitting in and that they can actually like spend it is through acquisitions because then you acquire also a workforce that's going to spend that cash and the acquisition itself is is, is spending and, and all that. So, And we know that Tesla is not big on extremely large acquisition. There's been a few exceptions, but for the most part, they're not. They're not like a Google or Apple. Even even Apple, I mean, you would know more. Said, but they they, they had times where they quite, they make, make a lot of small acquisition. Really, a lot of small acquisition, not big ones. Yeah, Apple buys
1: like a few companies a month, but they're really small, like mom yeah. and pop shops. The exception is like Beats by Dre. Uh, they bought to create Apple Music, and they still have the Beats headsets. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But Google, you know, they, they buy companies almost like big companies like, you know, YouTube and uh, DoubleClick and and th- that become big parts of their business.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tesla is not really like that. So they, they spend the cash as fast as they can and they have large projects that do spend a lot of money like all the gigafactories and we know that there's more of the ways too. But uh, the, that that's like billions of dollars of investment over years and that ends up being peanuts for Tesla that as billions of dollars in free cash flow every quarter now. So there's a limit on what they can spend. And now they are sitting on like $20 billion. So they have room to uh, try to pay back investors a little bit. And with that giant drop in, in, in um, stock price, what makes the most sense is just share buyback program. So remove some of those shares from, uh, from the market, create more demand, boost the stock price. But even then, $5, 10000000000 billion is not going to be that much. Uh, but uh, Alexandra Merz I think was M-E-R-Z I'm not sure how you pronounce that uh, she is a Tesla shareholder and she uh, started a petition to ask the, the board to start to to because we haven't heard a, a peep from Tesla for a month about Elon announced that this is something they're considering but they haven't pulled the trigger on it despite the trying uh, share drop so the share went a little bit back up so um and uh, in the petition, she lists for good reason uh, to to do it right now, and because uh, apparently there's some changes to uh, taxes and benefits uh, and SEC rules regarding share buyback programs coming by the end of the year. So she's sort of uh, putting a, um, a timer on this so that uh, Tesla moves uh, quickly. Uh, she said it benefit from a currently very unvalued unvalued stock price. Well, that's obviously a uh, uh, based on our opinion uh, I know that a lot of people don't share that opinion uh show confidence in does's future results. sure that's normally a company does that when they believe that their stock is undervalued uh, act before the one percent tax on share buybacks uh, becomes applicable on uh, January 1st 2023 so that's that's change in tax oh so th- right now there's no tax on share buyback and then there's going to be a one percent tax uh, I feel like that's uh that's kind of fair <laughs> like there should be a tax on the on share buyback. That's uh, that would be another tax loophole for people that would spend that money. Uh, but yeah, one percent is nothing. Right? <laughs> but I guess it's a reason to do it before, say one percent on a few billion dollars. Uh, operate the buyback under current SEC rules, will change reporting standard in the foreseeable future. So I don't know how big of an impact that is, because uh, uh, she doesn't list the change of the rule change. And uh, to be honest, I didn't look them up. Uh, there was 4,000 people that signed that petition which is a decent amount for something niche like that uh, that was when the report ooh, my cursor is going a bit crazy let me see how many people there is right now that uh, there are that signed this um, 6,300 so a decent amount of uh, investors signed that uh, we'll see if they, it's going to have any influence because uh, they kind of need to stop the bleeding because Elon isn't doing much for it no, other than uh, like claiming that this is going to be more valuable than Apple at the last uh, shareholder meeting,
1: Apple and Saudi Aramco combined,
0: yeah, yeah, that's fair, yeah. So, a few, a few, quite a few trillion, like two or three trillion dollars. Um, all right, here the Cybertruck, but that's what really is gonna be the next big catalyst for Tesla, let's be honest, because. Mm-hmm. Yes, the 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 Model Y uh, is is on its path to be the best selling vehicle in the world right now, uh, and it's uh, it's been a very successful vehicle program for Tesla with all the good reasons I think for good reasons, but there there is a limit to to it at some point. Like this just Tesla. I hooks, like Tesla thinks you can sell over a million Model Ys per year, uh, but. Um, I think that within a year or two, that's going to be a lot harder to do, I think, just, just with the competition and just with... Uh... The program being a little bit older, I'm sure Tesla's going to keep making improvements. Then it's going to be incremental improvement. I Don't expect any kind of breakthrough. Tesla has been relying more on, on those incremental improvements. So Cybertruck is going to—it's the whole new market, it's a pickup truck, and also like it, it kind of merged. Just it's not going to just going after the pickup truck market. It's just such a radically different vehicle that's going to attract other people to it. So it's going to be very different. And also the the, the way that they're going to build that thing with those new giant giga press. Casting machine, uh, the 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 fact that they're not not even gonna paint, they're not gonna bother to paint it because it's stainless steel. Like they, there's a lot of opportunity to make that truck like high volume because people don't even think about that. But the paint shop has been a giant bottleneck for Tesla yeah. at, at, at several occasions. Maybe not now. Now maybe maybe there's some. Uh, production facilities but over the years the paint shop has been a giant limiting factor for a long period of time for long periods of time several times so, yeah and i think i think it's also one of the hardest things to get through the like environmental production you know, that's a good so, point yeah 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 freemont they had limitation in three months a few times before because of that because of the epa and all that so removing that along like it's a giant headache that this is not going to have in ramping up so that's going to help the ramp up going a, a little bit faster maybe, maybe even a lot faster i'm not so sure um but like you got pressed too. once they get that tuned tuned in and it looks like they're already working on that and they have been for a while and of course the D Press is coming in in the coming weeks if i if i have the first one that was second one coming after that the first one is coming fairly soon so that uh they, they could have an opportunity here to ramp that up fairly quickly. And it doesn't really, Tesla has never disappointed. Like I had some like disagreement with Tesla over the last few years of how they approach things, especially Elon. But um, Tesla has never disappointed me when it comes to an actual vehicle program. And uh, I, I don't see how it, it, it would be the case this time. Uh, I'm uh, sure we'll disagree on that, but I mean
1: I mean, you know, as we'll talk about later, the one point
0: mm-hmm. five million people
1: uh reservations, I think that's a huge number. It's it's surprising to me though, like I have to say, the Cybertruck is not like, you know, an F-150 or even a Rivian, which you know looks mostly like a, a normal pickup truck. It looks like nothing else out there, like nobody's gonna mistake any other vehicle for this thing. I just wonder, is like You know, with Elon's recent, uh, you know, Twitter stuff, like I wonder if people are going to be as uh, excited to kind of represent his idea uh, as they were, you know, a while ago. Like, you know, when the Cybertruck was released, everybody was gung ho on Tesla, gung ho on Elon, and now I think he's kind of split the, uh, you know, split the country down the, uh, you know, political lines perhaps a little bit and, yeah
0: yeah
1: well it's oh. just like look at look at that vehicle that's not like <laughs> is
0: that a mainstream you mean that it's a clear statement like you, you 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 feel like if people some people might be afraid that if they show up with that like they're making a, a political statement or something like that so is that what, is that what
1: political or yeah. just you know like you're very like you know with a model y you're kind of just like you know i've got a, a cuv and it's mm-hmm. a tesla and it looks like a tesla mm-hmm. and nobody's going to mistake it for anything else but it's not like stainless steel triangle thing
0: also you uh, can always say oh i uh, i got it before elon went crazy or whatever i I'm actually like, what uh, saw,
1: i saw somebody with a tesla bumper sticker that said something to that effect <laughs> they said uh i bought this one before elon went crazy or something
0: <laughs> it's that's that's funny maybe you um, shouldn't sell those m- <laughs> yeah, I say that, that would be funny. Not that I'm saying that Elon initially went crazy. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure like there's it's more complicated than that, in my opinion. But yeah, for sure, for sure. I I get what you're saying, and I and I for sure there's going to be a percentage of people that this applies to. There's no doubt about it. However, I don't know how meaningful this percentage of people actually is because with those things, like I I know there's a large percentage of people that are mad at Elon for 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 like saying that. Democrats are a party of eight and all that, and they even try to influence the election to a degree. Uh, but for the most part, the people that I saw personally that are actually like, I, I don't I don't deal with Elon, I don't want to touch anything Elon Musk anymore because of that, I feel like that's a very extreme part of, of that political spectrum. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are just like disappointed in Elon and what what he's done recently, but still are like super hype on Tesla. That, that's me. Uh, that's definitely right. me. And I think there's a lot of people, more people like me like that. I might I might be like just my bias, but I think that's that's the most part. Just like when you look at the political spectrum in the U.S., it's extremely polarizing. But uh, there's a lot more people at the center than at the extreme right and extreme left. Like those both parts are extremely vocal. Obviously, that's that's how it works. But I think the, the 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 bulk of the people are, are closer to the center. Some more to the left, some more to the right, for sure. But closer to the center. And I think those people, of course, at the left of that center are like, yeah, Elon, you should you should shut up sometimes. But you should lose use less Twitter you know, instead of buying it. You should just like tone down your use of Twitter. And but that's right for anyone. It's just that yeah happens to be extremely influential, to a degree for good reasons. And now it doesn't align with your political views anymore. So it's frustrating. But you have to... You, then at the end of the day, you're like, Tesla's vehicles are still amazing. Supercharger network is the best by far. So you're like, uh, I'm going to buy what's best for me right. mean, regardless of what uh, the CEO of the company is like right now. So I think this, Tesla is still okay. Enough. However, I'm putting a little asterisk to this. If it get just a little bit worse than this, or a lot worse than this? I, I don't know. I you, you posted this morning in the uh, in the newsroom, electric newsroom. You posted this uh, Ford features. Where what did they say exactly? That they they, they were making the case that it's uh, killing his legacy, is the myth around him. Oh, Elon Musk's Twitter takeover is ruining his own myth and Tesla stock. Tesla stock, there's no doubt about it. They're right about that. Like he had a super negative impact on the stock by directly selling the stock. And also some people like not wanting to be part of Tesla anymore. But again, I think that's a smaller percentage. Um, but in terms of killing his whole myth, I, I I don't know, because especially on the grain scheme of things and what I use as an example is a, like if you if you scale back like 100 years, like you zoom out like 100 years in the future, most people I think is, are going to forget about this old political bickering stuff and maybe not about twitter itself is it if it's still around 100 years i don't know i have no idea but the whole the political stuff around it i think that's gonna die down uh, and be forgotten i don't think tesla and spacex if humanity is still around in 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 100 years i don't think tesla and spacex are going to be forgotten especially their impact on reals accelerating electric revolution and in the case of spacex like if it keep, keep going like they're going like the impact on humanity 100 years is uh, is going to be quite substantial. Uh, but then I, uh, some people responded to that tweet by saying, like, look at Henry Ford. And I had a little debate about that because... It, like, yeah, that's a good uh, point. Yeah, look at Henry Ford. And, and some guys suggested, like, people remember him as a Nazi sympathizer right now. And I'm like, eh, I mean, it definitely, uh, it definitely was. <laughs> but I don't honestly don't know... If you ask the average Joe right now in the U.S., how many people know him as a Nazi sympathizer versus the founder of Ford and the realization of the manufacturing? And let's be honest, whatever Elon is doing right now, if you look at it objectively, it's far from being a Nazi sympathizer. Like it's still so mar- far. Yeah, so far. <laughs> let's talk about let's, let's put this in the context of right now. It's far from being Nazi sympathizer. Right. Like Ford. Uh, I mean, I, uh, to be honest, I, I don't I've never dealt into the details of it, but I remember reading some things that looks like, yeah, it's serious allegation of uh, having uh, some uh, hands at place and, and some money involved in uh, the, 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 the fascist movements in Europe. Uh, I don't I don't remember exactly about the Nazis, but I know in, in England at the very least. Maybe you know more about this than me.
1: Yeah, so he had a uh, newspaper uh, called the Dearborn, whatever, and uh-huh. he put it out in all of his dealerships. And he had like, you know, he would have stuff about like the Illuminati and, and... really,
0: yeah, it was really, really oh, so because like, so, i know that nadia had been linked to anti-semitism before like saying that like the jewish people control the world and whatnot right, so right. Things like that okay so there was literally anti-semitic stuff <laughs> some people are like making Elon anti-semitic by association with uh what's his face um like Kanye west uh, too so there there is some link for sure but i think we're far from that and yeah i think- I, I, don't, I just don't think he he is that way just
1: yeah. Generally speaking, I mean, he might say something stupid, and like, there's a pretty solid chance he'll probably say something stupid in the next, you know, couple of weeks because he, you know, that's couple just times. how things are going. But I don't think he's that way, so like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I'm not too worried about. But know, then, image. but then to my point, like, zoom out 100 years, even Ford right now, I think most people, especially in the U.S., remember him as like this hero of manufacturing and and the founder of Ford, not as a fascist or nazi
1: yeah i mean yeah. it's still an issue though like
0: you know there's a yeah. ford ford
1: foundation my wife works with them quite a bit and they have to do a lot of work to kind of like you know smooth over all that stuff and not get the whole organization canceled so it's it's something you know yeah. like his legacy is still tarnished from that
0: and oh, yeah but you know, to, to, yeah, to, to come back to the point of hand like I, this all going to have an impact on Tesla's future vehicle program, including a Cybertruck. But I think the hype is still extremely strong around it. We just reported 1.5 million reservation according to the tally, uh, which is a lot. A lot. And the hype sort of hasn't died down too much. Like truck was unveiled at the end of 2019, in three years now. And the hype is still strong. So if Tesla... Uh, can keep the momentum going just a few more months until you get production uh, i think i think you still have a very successful vehicle program on their end
1: what do you think the base price is going
0: to be yeah that's that's something that i went into in the 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 electric stake here like what they need to do to ensure that the vehicle program is still going to be successful in terms of the expectant pricing because we know that's going to be updated uh, if they can keep the price range between fifty thousand dollars for the base one and ninety thousand dollars for the top one i think they still have a they're, they're, they're still gonna retain much of the original demand for it because of course a lot of that demand came from the Forty thousand dollar base price and, and, and the specs. Tesla has been generally pretty good at delivering on the on the specs that they originally promised. We know that the program evolved a little bit. Like the top one, instead of being a tri motor uh, powertrain, is going to be a quad one. So we know that to start with, that's going to be more expensive. But I think a lot of what it is around this truck is ease of manufacturing, and low low cost and efficiency. So so I don't I think Tesla might surprise people with not too big of a price increase with inflation like we've seen with the other vehicle program. I mean, um, Ford already announced the big price increase on also, like Tesla, Tesla with the Cybertruck, even though it came in later, it was unveiled before all those other programs. And I think the price, the $40,000 base price influenced the base price of the Lightning and friends, the base price of the Silverado electric. But That's then right. they all add to, did, did they increase the price of the Silverado? Silverado? so they pushed they pushed it back um the there's
1: only fleet customers getting it next year okay and i think they haven't upgraded so chevy's been super aggressive on on prices mm-hmm. i don't think it's officially updated but i i think they're only going to release higher versions of it initially so you know i don't know the base price don't matter <laughs>
0: right right yeah. And then, and then at the IRN, there's also a wide price range for the Silver Idol, just like there is for the Lightning and, and the likely for the Cybertruck. So wait, real quick, last thing. Uh, yep. You have a Rivian reservation
1: still, right? Yeah. And those are those are coming to Canada pretty soon. Are you going to take your
0: reservation and are you, are you going to keep it? Are you going to wait for the Cybertruck? Are you going to get an F-150? I, I, I kind of really want the Cybertruck, to be honest. like I'm still super excited about it. Uh, I like the Rivian too, but I look at the Rivian right now, and uh, it, it might be just to, to to hold on until Cybertruck if I get it. So that's uh, well, you'll be able to
1: make your money back. You...
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Especially I still I the apparently locked in on the price on the old price, but they I, they haven't given me the, the the Canadian price, so I need to look hmm. that up. But I know they started deliveries, so they should probably I should I, I should be able to get the Canadian price. Yep, right now because they started deliveries in uh, British Columbia. Uh, they right now, they're telling me January for here. That's not too far. That's not too, too far, but, I, but I, I'm taking that with a grain of salt because, they, like, they, it depend they need to open like a service center and all that before they, they start deliveries here. So we'll see. Okay. So we've been reporting on this new referral program for uh, Tesla for the last few months now, and um, we, we said they launched it in China, and it's sort of more from a referral program to now a loyalty program. And now it was launched in the U.S., the new version of it. However, it's not for cars yet. So Tesla is not making it for cars. So it's about solar. So the only way to get points, because now it's points, it's with buying solar. And and now it's it, so it's really like it's they, they really cut out all the uh, influencer aspect of it. So it's not about influencer anymore. It's more about like person to person, uh, really the original intent of, uh, of the program probably. But... Um, now, it's, it's loyalty-based. You can use your own code now. So when you buy something, you use your own code and you get points like that. So it's really like a pure loyalty program. The more Tesla stuff you buy, the more points you get. And the, you, can, you can redeem those points for a, a bunch of things. Mainly merchandise, so like T-shirts and short shorts. And, uh, and the wall connectors, or so charging stations. So, of course, these things like you, I mean, a you can get whatever you want. But the, the charging and internally, you just need one, maybe two or something. If uh, You have two places or whatever. So, there's not that much you can do with that. Uh, but there's, there's something pretty cool that they did, which is uh, free supercharging miles. So, you can always buy back supercharging miles whenever you, you need them. So, that's pretty cool because it's uh, um, 2,000 at a time. And they are good for six months, though. Like, you need to be driving quite a lot long distances uh, to get 2,000 miles over six months. Because, again, most people, you just charge at home and whatnot. So that's, uh, but that's an interesting. And uh, so right now, you get, uh, what, 6,000, is it for? Yeah, 6,000 for for solar roof or solar panel installations. Uh, so that was already the case. Like, it, now, it was, like, $300 that you would get. Now it's 6,000 points, so, yeah. That's how it converts, I guess. Um, but uh, and and it converts pretty well because like a wall connector is also six thousand points. So you get you refer someone one um, solar roof or solar panel installation, and you get a free wall connector, basically, which is worth about three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the uh, supercharging mouse is uh, four thousand eight hundred credits, so it's a little bit cheaper. That, I think a lot of people will go to that because the rest is all like a hoodie, a Tesla, the new Tesla sipping glasses. <laughs> Have you seen those ones? It's the dumbest yeah. one. I, I would get as a shot glass, it would make sense. But as a sipping glass, like sipping glasses, like you, you use it for a bunch of times. You can't even put it down unless you put it now in the socket it comes with. Because I saw that. That was, that was a real head scratcher. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing. It's supposed to match the, what what do you call those? It's, uh, Tesla Kila, right? Yeah, but then now they don't sell the tequila anymore. It's just like a, a carafe. Is that what you call it? Yeah, huh? It's well, a French see... word, Fred. Yeah, I should know <laughs> it, right? Uh you see how much I don't drink? Uh, I mean, carafe is generally used for wine. Though you can yeah. use it for whiskey too, I guess. Um, a hoodie, 2,000 points. Uh, wall connector face plate, which is uh, like a plate that you put on it to get the, match the color of your car. It's 1,500 points. A t-shirt is uh, 700 credits. So yeah, we assume that uh, because they are reference in the new system. There are references to, to cars to, to referring it for a car purchase. So we assume that this is going to add them as they need to for demand purposes. But uh, for now, there's, there, there's none of that. So uh, we'll, we'll see about that. But the, the clearly they're putting in place sort of a, a change from the referral program to this loyalty program. All right. Uh, supercharger prices are going down. It's rare that we see things go down when it comes to Tesla, but this time the, the supercharger prices, which have been increased a lot over the last year, especially in Europe with the energy crisis they have there, and also in the in the U.S., especially in California with uh, the you know, summers and are tougher than winters for electricity use there. It's completely the inverse here, the contrary. Uh, right now, my. Prices are going up with uh, mm, heat, uh, yeah, electric heating here. So yeah, as much as uh, five cents per kilowatt hour, which is uh, which is uh, decent amount because uh, I mean, in, in a lot of the more expensive places in California, it was like fifty cents. So it's like a ten percent decrease uh, of uh, per kilowatt hour. It's so a de- decent amount of decrease. And the, uh, I saw some people report prices in Europe even a, a bigger, like ten euros, 10, uh, 10 cents European cents. Uh, per kilowatt hour so even the bigger decrease there and I think it's a sign of Tesla's business a supercharger business of some maturing because if you remember when it was first launched, they made it clear that it would not be a business center like at first it was even free though we knew that it wasn't that wasn't going to be forever it's inevitable but it was um, it was sort of more of a features to Tesla vehicles like you get a Tesla vehicle you get access to a supercharger network which is better than anything else so that that was always that, but then, uh, then of course, prices started coming in because it makes it doesn't make sense to be free forever, obviously. Uh, and then, uh, and then now slowly Tesla is opening up the network to non-Tesla vehicles. So it's really becoming a business center, which wasn't the goal initially. And it makes sense for Tesla to do that because they have the biggest and best network in the world. So. At this point, at a stage in the electric vehicle revolution, it starts to make sense to open it up and, and have other companies benefit from it so that uh, the, the, the revolution just accelerates. And for Tesla, it's, it's just it's becoming an actual business. Like they want to not just be an automaker, but they want are an energy company and they are selling energy to that. So it's it starting to make sense. And Tesla announced this week that they have 40,000 supercharger stalls around the world now. So it's by far the biggest global charging network for fast charging network around the world. And uh, now that you have non tesla vehicles on it, it's uh, I would be curious to see like what kind of numbers it's pulling in in terms of revenue like uh, if anything it could, it could be like a spin-off at one point like they could spin up that business on its own like Yeah, I mean
1: that they' they're in such a better place than like Electrify America or uh, EVGo. Because they don't have to have screens, they don't have to have, uh, you know, credit card things, they don't have to have a RFID. It's basically an app and like, you know, a plug coming out of the ground. And because they design their systems really well, uh, their overhead is going to be way lower than their competitors. So they can, you know, they can beat, they can either beat their competitors on cost because they also, you know, have the scale or they can, uh, you know, charge the same and make a whole lot more, have much better margins. So
0: um, they're in a good place on mm-hmm. the charging front. Yeah, for sure. And the cost of deployment, from what we are hearing, is a fraction of the average right. cost of deployment of other, or, or at least what other companies are charging. Because we know, like, <laughs> it's still a construction business to like building new charging stations. is A construction business and. Gross Russian business, sometimes you have to be careful. like The budgets or suggestions, really. like And in, in, in companies, especially when subsidies are involved, companies have been known to jack up the oh, price sure. and, and all that. So you, you have to watch for that. So it, may, it might not be the true cost of Tesla, but I think even then, I think Tesla has a, a big advantage. They literally have factories producing those supercharger things, like large factories.
1: Yeah, and they do things like they have the modular one, they have the one that you know you can just send out on the back of a a truck and deploy, you know, just run a wire in. So, like, they're already so far ahead. And, you know, the fact that Electrify America has to have a screen, has to have buttons, has to have the RFID thing, you know, these big things they have to test against, you know, 30 different cars and a bunch of cars don't work. Um, Plug plug and charge is here or there. So Tesla's in a, a really good place since they have the app. That just needs to communicate with the the controller now they just need
0: to roll it out really yeah yeah and it, it sounds like it's accelerating the rollout too like i've been tracking it and it, it looks like it's accelerating and of course supercharger v4 is coming now and uh, the first station could be coming online like any day really and um i think like every time that we set this up bringing a new generation of supercharger normally it coincides with with, with a, uh an acceleration of deployment because the production shift to the new one and uh, and it comes in at higher volume after that. Uh, of course, it, the, the production of the actual charging station is not the only bottleneck. There's a ton of different bottlenecks within the installation of it, but uh, still, it's it, it's important to note. All right, we have two more news items to discuss and then we're jumping into the comments. If you have any questions, any subjects you want us to discuss, put them in the comment section right now. I see, I uh, don't no, we don't have a ton of comments, so we, if you put in them right now, you should be able to get to them. I see Brand doesn't like when we talk about Tesla, which is Ninety percent of covering in Tesla. Uh, it's about the percentage of Tesla's market in North America where we're located. So, it's percent the market. Yeah, I think you're exaggerating with ninety percent, but probably like eighty percent or something like that, which is about their market share. So it makes sense to cover like that. And we see great American who actually likes their Tesla coverage. So appreciate that. Uh, but put them, uh, put your question or subject you want to discuss in the comment section right now. I want to get to them in about uh, five, ten minutes. And uh, if you do enjoy the show, please give us a thumbs up. It helps the engagement, helps with the algorithm and all that, and uh, helps uh, uh, improve the show or, or reach more people, let's just say. All right. Still on the Tesla Supercharger stuff, uh, Aptera confirmed this week that they're going to adopt the North American charging standard next. Um, which is the Tesla connector because as we reported, uh, was it last week or the week after that, before that, where um, Tesla opened up the char- the, the, their standard, their charging standard, and made, n- renamed it the North American charging standard uh, in the hope for it to actually become that. <laughs> it's kind of a, a full self-driving approach. Let's, right. name, let's name it that and hope that we get there someday. Uh, right. so the charging connector is now the North American connector, and we hope that it becomes that. Um even Though, it, like, again, I'm talking about market share, uh, there is more NAX connector in North America than there are CCS right now, just because of this, how uh, much of market share Tesla has in electric vehicles and also in charging stations. So, they, they have a good point, <laughs> they have a good argument. And all they need now is other automakers to adopt it too on their actual vehicle and Atterra. Kind of had maybe a hand at place here in terms of uh, convincing Tesla to actually open it up because they did petition um, the adoption of Tesla as the new standard in America a few months before Tesla announced it, and like they, they got like almost fifty thousand signature on on that it's petition, a lot. which may may not sound like that much, but it's a ton for something as niche as a as um, a charging standard. Like there's not many people that get involved in that, so fifty thousand is a ton of signature. And uh, now they confirmed it, that uh, in an email thanking the community for, the, for participating in that petition, they said that, I'm quoting, um, we look forward to incorporating NACs in our SEVs, which is what they call their solar electric car, or solar electric vehicles. Uh, thank you for challenging the status quo. So they confirmed that the Aptera solar electric car is gonna have a Tesla plug. And we, we saw originally when the, first, the project first emerged, well, for Atera is kind of a weird history because the project first emerged like 10 years ago, really. But at that time it was like a super efficient gasoline vehicle. And, uh, the project died. Like it didn't, wasn't successful. And then they relaunched it two years ago as an electric solar car, which makes a ton more sense. And, um, uh, and the project has been quite successful since then. They raised like $60 million to crowdfunding and now they're on the verge of starting production. And But two years ago, when they first unveiled a new prototype as an electric vehicles, it had already a Tesla plug on it, which was interesting. I assume that they got that off like a salvage vehicles or something and then they hacked it in or something like that. That would make more sense. I don't think they were working on with Tesla. But now… No, nah, I wouldn't be so surprised if they were working for Tesla. Not that they need to really, because Tesla open up everything. They release all of the, the. I think they even release the CAD drawings and all that. Everything is anyone, any company can just pick that up, put that in their car, build it, put it in their car. Everything is out there to do it. So that's that's great in itself. But Tesla really needs some automakers, or at least one. Just really, really need one. But obviously, I would. I think they would like more than one to adopt it, so that. Because we we said that it's not fully altruistic opening up the standard because of the situation right now with the infrastructure found uh, that uh, the Biden administration released billions of dollars for new charging station to be deployed, but to get access to those subsidies, uh, you need You you don't need to have a CCS connector, but you need to have a connector that is available to more than two electric vehicles from more than one automaker, which disqualifies superchargers for now. But if just one other automaker, like Aptera, adopt the standard, then it is open to more than one because Aptera owners could use a supercharger. And that would let Tesla have access to a lot of funding for building new stations, which they don't necessarily need, but still... And the, now the, uh, the, it's also a bit, it would be a giant win from Aptera because if they can get access to the supercharger network, it's, uh, it, it, it's going to be a lot useful. And, and the Aptera car is also kind of uh, advertised not only as a super efficient vehicle, but as a long range driving vehicle with, uh, with, with uh, up to a thousand miles of range apparently. So you, you, people would, I'm sure people are going to want to use it for long distance travel. So using a supercharger network for that is going to be super useful. Uh, all right, and then the last piece of news I want to discuss because, before we go into the comments is the Genesis JV60 all-wheel drive performance, which uh, set out of access to last week. Was it last week? Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, actually, it might have been a week before, but uh, yeah. I, I finally got around to writing it last week. So, What did you think? Uh, so, you know, it's a great car. Uh, it's kind of, you know, like the EGMP, uh the Kia. EV6 and the uh, Hyundai Ionic 5 and also the Ionic 6 mm-hmm. it's a great car it charges really fast um, this one is a performance car so it has uh, like a 3.4 second zero to 60 so super fast great car charges like faster than any other car on the market um, it's got power coming out of it I was just a little bit um, upset by some of the the shortcomings and the biggest one strangely is, you know, the lack of wireless car play. So you've got like all this stuff, like all these like tech trinkets and stuff, and you still have to plug in your phone. Like, you know, I mean, you know, the Chevy bolt, $25,000 car has had wireless car play for two or three years already. So it just, it's like one of those head scratchers. Like why would you spend all this money on all this? Like most of it was, you know, trinkety, But like, why would you spend all this money on this tech when you like the one thing that really would help people out is, you know, wireless car play? Um, There were some other things, um, you know, like some of this tech would actually slow down getting into the car and going. So, for instance, you turn on the car, the crystal ball that you have in the middle of the thing, you know, it's kind of silly, uh, turns into a gear shifter, but that takes a couple seconds. So instead of pushing the car and we're we looking
0: in... at right now, like, on the
1: uh, look. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that thing. Thank so you. that, that thing is a crystal ball and you have to turn on the car for the crystal ball to turn into a gear shifter. And that takes a couple seconds. And it's just like one of those flow things. Like you get in a car, you put in the gear, you go. And, uh, this has like a lot, just, it just seems like a silly thing. Um, but again, overall, it's, it's a great car. The other thing that kind of stuck out is something I didn't enjoy was, um, to get the full acceleration, the full 3.4 second, zero to 60, you have to push a boost button on the steering wheel and you can see it on the screen there. If you're watching the yellow that, button. that yellow button, and that's cool for tricks. Like it feels like your night Rider. It feels like, uh, you know, you've got this like cool little toy, but when you're trying to get on the highway and you know there's a big semi coming you don't want to have to reach down and find that button or you know you're trying to pass a cement truck or something you don't want to have to look around your steering wheel to find the boost button unless you know your fingers on the boost button all the time and just clicking and clicking and click it
0: how does it work sh- do you click it and or old you click it
1: or old it or does it work you click it and then for 10 seconds so the screen turns red and you kind of get like the hyper screen yeah, uh, And then uh, it's on for like 10 seconds. And then you have to actually hit the brakes for it to stop. So it's it's like boosting you forward for 10 seconds. I don't know. It's just like, just put that in the, the accelerator pedal. Like when I stomp on the accelerator, push me forward. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to have to push other buttons. And I heard somebody say, I don't know if this was official, but I heard somebody say that, the Genesis can can't go like you know ten times in a row that fast, um, so this kind of li- you know limits people the amount of you know quick acceleration. But still, like if if it can't do it, then just don't don't have it have that ability. Like I don't know. So that was something silly. Um, you can see from the the image here that uh, it's a similar size to the the Model Y. Um, there's no frunk and there's no, I mean, there's a frunk, but it's like a glove box. And there's uh, not as much room in the back. So, you know, if you're comparing a cargo space, it's not gonna hold up well to the, the Model Y, but I would say inside it's, it's much more comfortable, um, more luxury feeling, um, but you know, tons of buttons. And like, there's always like three ways to do something. So they have like this scroll wheel, there's a touchscreen and then there's also like on the steering wheel, there's like a, a trackpad. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like having like six mice on your computer.
0: You know, it's just like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. I think, I think it's clear right now, the industry. Like every time I test on a car, an electric car that's not a Tesla, I'm always like, all right, I think within like 10 years, software inside vehicles is going to be Tesla, Apple, and enjoy it. That's it. Like there's, right. Like all the other auto- automa- auto- automakers are going to give up the, experience inside their vehicles within 10 years people were laughing at tesla for a long time because here's no buttons like i like my buttons everything like that. and i get i get it i get it. i know there's some people who are like that and they like the analog things and everything i get i understand it and everything but as an overall experience with the new generation that grew up on on ipads and with with, with touch screens and iphone and all that it's gonna go towards that there's just no way and automakers as far as i can tell like and no automakers has really embraced it enough where they're gonna be able to compete with the likes of um, android auto and what's the new apple thing it's not carplay anymore it's the, the, the yeah the, it's the, the in car one the, the whole car
1: experience i don't it's like the apple car something yeah. i don't know yeah but yeah i agree um and we've seen like it's already happening. Like the Volvo XC90 that they just announced, uh, I think last week or the week before, it looks like the interior looks like a Model S, like an old mm-hmm. Model S with a vertical screen. It looks like, you know, it could have been like a, uh, you know, a Tesla render or something. Uh, so I think they're getting the idea slowly. More and more companies are starting to pick up Android Auto. I'm sure as soon as Apple comes out with their uh, in-car experience, there'll be more people there as well. Um yeah I mean kind of weird to me. The wheels are very weird uh there was like it, it's a super aerodynamic looking car, but then they have things on it that aren't super aerodynamic, like the wheels or the front grille that's, you know, it doesn't it seems like that was designed and not uh so so that grill you can't really tell from that, but the grill is very um not aerodynamic it's just it's just a. Like a screen. So, you know, I've
0: seen the uh, Ionic 5 around town here in Chamonix, a lot like a, a, a gray, black one, a gray, g- dark gray one. And the uh, Ionic 5 looks better than the uh, Genesis, I, th- I think, which is yeah, I, like supposed to be like the luxury version of the Ionic 5. Right. I'm
1: sure inside it's probably better. Uh, but Yeah, it's really nice inside. Uh, it feels like a kind of like a German uh, luxury car inside. Um, and it's got a lot of room in the back. It's, you know, not as, like, there's my son's tuba.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's tuba? Yeah. Forget how big a tuba is. Like uh, was a, a, a cello or something.
1: Uh, he stopped playing the cello, so yeah. around the
0: tuba now. That, that, that's the pricing here. All right, let, let's talk about pricing for a second. So you, you, you tried the performance all drive version. That's $78,000. It's yeah, dollars, and if you want the all-wheel drive version, it's uh, fifty-nine thousand dollars. So you get a little bit more range out of this, of course, too. Yeah, yeah, and- but you
1: lost, you lost the uh, the tax the tax credit. So these are made in Korea. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um,
0: also, take a look at the range on those. 248 for the all-wheel drive if you want performance 235. Yeah. 235.
1: Oh. That's that's a little
0: for a first seventy thousand dollar car. Yeah, it's not. And
1: it's the same, you know. Go with battery. the five, yeah. Yeah, it's thing. the same battery pack as the Ionic or the EV six. And the, those things start at over three hundred miles. And and I think that's just because they have those, you know, the larger tires and the the you know, they didn't focus as much on the uh efficiency. So yeah, I was a little disappointed, I have to say. Like uh, I, I had high hopes for it. I really like the EV6. I really like the Ionic Five. Uh, this one, you know, like if you really like a luxury interior and a crystal ball, go for it.
0: But I, don't or know. Do I stick to the Ionic and the EV6. Yeah. All right, we don't have the. I don't know what's happening. You guys are not commenting. It's Black today. Friday. Uh, it's Black Friday. We gotta talk about deals. Yeah. Uh I got, all right. I got myself. I got my uh I, I was telling myself I'm not gonna go buy anything this year on on Black Friday. I have enough expenses with this selling thing and <laughs> whatnot. But I did get one thing. They got an electric which is relevant to, to, to this, an electric snowblower. Oh nice. Which one oh, do you get? Old Joe Snow. Old oh, nice. oh, Snow Joe, Snow Snow, Snow Joe. Joe. Yeah.
1: Uh you got to you gotta get one of those for your new place. That makes sense yeah
0: i mean i so some, there's someone that comes here and, and and plows for me but the like the, it's such a weird driveway that it's such a huge driveway and it's a weird one that goes all around the, the, the property and everything so that even the even though i get it plowed the parts that i still need like between the doors and all that uh, i was we got a lot of snow over the last two weeks and i was doing it just with a little shovel and i was killing me <laughs> just with it yeah. so i went with the uh yeah, save oh, save snow your snow. back for uh MMA. Yeah. It's a good uh, workout though. It's traveling snow. Is, it, it, it's a good workout and it's satisfying because like you're actually doing something that's useful. <laughs> yeah, and uh and it's it's a great workout. It's not about it. All right. All right. Uh, we have a few questions uh, despite yeah. uh, not Just just comments. some comments.
1: Uh Tesla Club South Africa it says when do you think Elon will eventually open South Africa, the place of his birth? I feel like South Africa has power walls. Is that right? Or something?
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, they they, they do, as far as I know. But uh, that's a cool logo that you guys have here. uh, Why is Z A R?
1: I think that's South Africa because they're like kind of Dutch. So Z South is is with a Z. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Anyway, they're trying to get a mascot for their club. (laughs) Any assistance and suggestions would be greatly appreciated. We also tweet Elon constantly, but no joy. Well, that's not surprising, but um, maybe uh, Twitter make your uh, icon a uh, a bird,
0: <laughs> a bird. Yeah, I don't know, like a Shiba Inu or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know when uh, when they're gonna launch in South Africa. I don't know uh, how's the market there uh, in, in terms of electric vehicles. Um. I always, I always keep an eye on when Tesla opens up on a new market, especially like looking for jobs openings and all that. And, and, and the first thing that's going to happen is, is mostly likely job openings to, for deployment of charging station and, and a service center. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. But uh, no, I'm, I'm not so sure.
1: All right. So Brett was not happy with us yeah. 90% covering Tesla. It's exhausting. It's always about Tesla. Sorry.
0: It's right. a lot about Tesla, but I mean, some, some would like last week we had a lot of non Tesla stuff with the Elio Show, but even, even, <laughs> even then there was the Elio show, there was not a lot of electric vehicles out there. Like it's not our fault. Like Tesla stuff, there's always Tesla stuff. Right. And it's all um, electric. Yeah.
1: All right. And then uh, Steve Souser, my bet on Cybertruck pricing is 50K fleet model and 70K for the intermediate combined with the 7K rebate. It's virtually no price increase for buyers with
0: qualifying incomes. And Tesla is a hero. <laughs> uh, I don't think Tesla's going to do any kind of fleet. Mo- I mean, uh, um, unless you're just meaning like that's going to be the model that fleets are going to go for. But Tesla is quite clear about like no fleet discounts or anything like that. So there's no, uh, the, the car is going to be used for commercial purposes. I am sure there's going to be fleet buyers that are going to go for it, but I don't think there's going to be necessarily a fleet model. It's going to be a base model like the Pro Lightning and, and things like that, and $50,000 is probably a good guess. But I think it's going to be for everyone. It's just probably not for everyone until 2025, maybe late 2024, because Tesla going to focus on the more expensive ones for sure. But yeah, it, it would make sense for Tesla to try to keep the price below $80,000 to do get the incentive um, because of... SUVs and pickup trucks have a $80,000 uh, top price limit. So yeah, that, that would make sense. And uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, Great American, Great American
1: says, I like the Tesla coverage. That's why I come here. And then Taking My Shot says, <laughs> Heart Tesla. Um, and then finally, uh, we have Tesla Club again, uh, South Africa. I would love to chat to you guys about the Tesla Club South Africa.
0: Yeah, so maybe, I mean, maybe. if you guys have any, any news, you can always reach out. I'm always open to, to discuss if you, especially, I don't know if, uh, how you guys have any imports, if you guys are importing them yourself, That's that's generally what Tesla looks for in terms of opening in a new market. They look how's the demand in terms of people going through the hoops and uh, to get the cars themselves. And then after that, they, they, they actually open up a market. So that that would be an approach to, to look at. But uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, listening to the show this week. Uh, if you do enjoy the show again, Please give us a thumbs up, subscribe notification bell to know when we come online. And I hope you have a, you had a great Thanksgiving.